This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here we go with our number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, the Mike McCarthy Press Conference. We'll hear from Coach on a victorious Tuesday here at Tolo Tuesday. It's time now for uh, Zach Wolchuk to kick you some Cowboys content. Here he is, Bully Bully. Thank you very much. Let's relive a Cowboys game day in the best way possible with a little two guys, one booth. Do that other thing, Wolchuk. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to start with the pregame show. No, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, uh, and, uh, Did Brada screw something up? No, no. Nobody uh, actually screwed something up between you two. Although, Fire I mean, the cannons! You gave a subpar <laughs> performance. I'm accustomed to that, Eric. No, uh, it was nice to hear Gavin. Gavin, you're going to have to come back in on Sunday because I'm rules in. are rules, and we need to keep the good juju flowing. Whatever it takes. That way we got it. You know, get that win over the 49ers. But you guys had Gene, whatever the face his name is. Deckerhoff. Uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way. With an E. I'm not a big fan of his. He doesn't shut the bleep up. You're not a Deckerhoff guy? No. No, not we a we loved fan. him for TD Tuesday. He's great. Great voice. Big boomer. But my gosh, that guy loves to hear himself talk. Man, he was putting all the mustard on that halftime hot dog, wasn't he? He also just flat out disrespected my bestie. He knew better. He knew who runs that pregame show. He sure did. Now, yeah. he loves himself some Brian Broaddus, but I don't know he who knows. else is on this pregame show. Gene, take it away, baby. I think I think Zeke has a game where he had five touchdowns by him. I don't know. I'm, I'm making that up. But uh, uh, to put this in perspective, uh, uh, Greg and Brian. <laughs> and from this point on, Eric is yes. now named Greg. Yes. What's up, Greg? Greg, Greg. The, uh, Greg the leg. Greg the, Greg Gosh, the pregame Gene. host. I mean, did he think you were Greg Henson or Greg O? Oh, Greg I was Brian. trying to figure that out myself. Oh, Greg and Brian. Do you think Medford, this would have been a heady play by Medford if he if he's on like down line before he jumped on. Hey, you're getting on with uh, Brian and Greg tonight. <laughs> Brian and Greg. Just a... Just to believe with them and I'd believe like with to us. That'd be awesome if Medford is actually the one behind yeah, all this. Maybe Little Red Medford is behind this. And by the way, shout out to Ruben Portillo, <laughs> a.k.a. Pedro, who has pulled all this for uh, two guys. We made there. sure that one was put in the mix at 1 a.m. I was last walking night. around driving and was like, man, we got to make sure we get this. So you heard it live? When oh, I heard it live. Greg? I, yeah, I immediately texted all of you. I said, Eric is now Greg for the rest of the week. Well, yeah. The thing about fine. it, Gavin didn't even respond. I mean, you didn't react. You just kind of like, just kind of like, oh, whatever. Just kind of powered through. Like I thought it was old, funny. Old, crusty guy. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, unimpressed. Decker off. All right. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be Greg. That's no problem. It was better than when Babe called Xavier Road Xavier Woods. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, did react true. to that one. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple mislabelings in yesterday's Five pregame. Five one two. How the it's bleep? Packed. 
Has Zach's facial hair grown back already? I don't know, but I'm very impressed at the quickness. Of yes. I like this look, by work. the way. It's yeah. looking good on him, man. Every time I look it at is. the fan cam, I'm, I'm looking at Walchuk going, hey, man, we might need to dial this 5 o'clock. It's like a step up from the 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, it's a good but change it's up. right there in like a gruffy, classy, I'm sexy, manly kind of vibe. Thank you. So you're excited going to Baby Dolls tomorrow with it like this? Oh, yeah, I was yes. going to send Peyton in my place if it wasn't back Peyton yet. Place. I was okay. still going to take the, the check, but mm. Peyton Russell was just going to go for me and just sit down. Down. Oh, I see. Uh, now I'll go. I so do I'll be like, there from 7 to 9 tomorrow. <laughs> I do like that idea. We should get the video guys on the dot-com side to do our own version, 105.3 The Fans version of Peyton's Places, and he just tours all the gentlemen's clubs. I told him, Peyton come on Russell, out to Baby Dolls. We'll see how it place. compares oh, to Rick's or wherever the hell he went. You better be careful, man. Rick's in Houston. Peyton's going to take that Baby Dolls endorsement nah. right, right out from under. You're not even going to realize Who'd what Who would you happened. rather have? No, they can't. It's not a question. The Tolos can't motorboat Peyton the same way they can motorboat you. Damn right. Okay, uh, we finally got that one thing we've been wanting, and it happened early in the game, and even Brad was pretty excited about it. Brady back, sets. Oh, he slipped on the grass. Flag is down. His pass over the middle is complete to Evans. Oh, no, drop, drop, drop. Evans didn't catch it. What's the penalty? Say holding. Yeah, they held on. Say holding and turn it down. (laughs) Donovan Smith got Micah. Holding. Offense. Yes! From that point on, we knew we were going to be in good shape. Holding and a roughing the passer the f- in the first quarter. How the about that? First holding call since week 10 at Lambeau Field. Amazing. I was ready. It, it took it took the most obvious one of the year for them to call. They were like, okay, <laughs> he's got like him a in the headline. Jeez, yeah. Donovan. Throw the flag on this one. Brad O and Brady. The Cowboys, are. I feel a little bit like when I was doing baseball and the other team was pitching the and. Uh, and our guy was pitching a no-hitter, and I would never say it. I'm superstitious. But the Cowboys are 0 for Brady. Um, I'm a little stitious. By the way, everyone needs to wear the same thing, be at the same place, hold the same hands, do whatever you did last night, Sunday at 530, please. Wow. And I'm trying to get Mike to make sure that he stays at home and doesn't go to his parents. I think he might punch me in the face if I bring it up again. But I'm willing to do it for the sake of the Cowboys. Yeah, we all have to do our part. And so if that means I'll I wear have a to punch from Mike, do I have to get another four meat, three cheese with jalapenos cheeseburger from Whataburger? <laughs> Is again? that a serious question? Do I have to do that again? Yes. <laughs> you found a Would you watch the game? I started at Pluckers and Grapevine, realized that the two and a half hour wait was not going to cut it for me. Ooh. And also got the text that, hey, hun, since you're not putting the kids down, uh, they're crying right now in their rooms. And then the dad guilt set in. Yeah. And I said, all right, you know what? Let so me you just. Did that shot. I'm going to bail out of Pluckers. I'm going to put the phone up. Uh, uh, I'm going to drive and watch the game. Not very, but hey, listen, I had to do what I had to do. Peeled off at the Whataburger. They don't have the chili cheeseburger anymore, by the way. That oh, was unfortunate no. for me, but I just went ahead and got the triple with the additional patty, threw some jalapenos on there. They backfired in a way that we all know that they would. It was a little bit of a rough morning for me, but Walchuk, if I have to double down on that and do it again on Sunday <laughs> in the name of Cowboy Playoff Victory, then no problem. And you got to watch in your car. Did you hear that, honey? Uh, I'm getting Whataburger again in your car. <sighs> she was like, I made some. I'm like, doesn't matter. And you I'm are starving, right. and I'm going to Waterbury. You are right, 2-1-0. Cowboys are 1-0 when I've shaved my beard. Oh, keep the tradition alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's get to, oh, wow, we are going to objectify uh, a gentleman and his body. And Curse finally got him at the 28-yard line. You mentioned 235 before for Fournette. They list yes. him, yeah. Is that what they list him at? Yeah. I bet he's 250. Oh. It feels 250 when you tackle Look him, Look at sure. the size of that man. 
Look at the size <laughs> of that man. He said he feels like he's 250 when you get your hands on him. Just need to isolate that. It is fitting that is, Eric teed that one out. Is that Brad Sham? Fat shaming playoff Lenny, who went for 2.7 a carry yesterday? Might have been. That is fantastic. Doesn't sound like Walchuk's too offended by that one, though. It's huh, good journalism. Yeah. 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 I, and we don't hear uh, Brad do it as often. No. And that's Brad painting the picture. Uh, yeah. And that's why we appreciate it. True right. Pro. Okay. Right. Uh, clarification 817 wants to know, boys. Uh, my wife broke her foot during the game. Do <laughs> I need to get the other one? Yeah, you got to break the other one. Now, actually, I think you need to break the same one again. Yeah. Ooh. You got you to gotta re-break the initial... Should be easy. Recreate. Probably won't have healed that yeah, much. Yeah, just redo the entire thing. The The trauma needs to, we need to relive it. Hashtag yeah. do your part. And so, tell her thanks for her sacrifice. And we appreciate it's you. a lot. Yeah. Finish the fight. And we love you. Finish the fight. <laughs> Damn right. Speaking of finishing the fight, how about this? First red zone interception, Tom Brady is thrown. That's a bucket here. Second and 10. Elliott's back in the game. Prescott in the gun. Back to throw. Well protected going to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line, and he's in for the touchdown. Well, this is Brady touchdown almost cussed pass. himself out for that one. He, yeah. he, he, he had to feel like the worst rookie ever. That's worse than a rookie mistake. Well, the, yeah, the J. Ron Kirsten interception was fantastic. That's uh, a touchdown pass from Dak to Dalton Schultz, and uh, that's how you start the game off right there. Yeah. Man. Corey. That was watching Brady smack himself in the head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like you think he gave you, himself you, a concussion? Stupid, stupid. stupid. <laughs> Made me so happy. I wish he had done what that pit player did. You know, he took off his helmet. You ever see that one on the sidelines this year? And he smashes his oh, face into his own head. head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his teammates are on the sidelines like going, oh, my God, what are you doing? This guy's nuts. What He's like, I'm punishing myself. What do you think? I had a, I, what are you doing? I missed a block on the field. What else oh, would I do other than God. smash my own face into my helmet? Wasn't that the all-time announcer jinx, though? Wasn't it like 400 attempts they were talking about it all drive and yeah. then it happens that's true i mean the, the curry and, and Kyrie, they're 90 percent. this dude has been zero over 400 attempts you could hear wild. reggie miller going why 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 <laughs> he did it again harlan <laughs> uh somebody was trying to get greedy and uh here's what happened in the shotgun brady with a play fake and he throws it in the end zone and it is intercepted in the back of the end zone Picked off by J. Ron Kirsch on a ball that went a little too high of the target. Perfect. There it is. There's the interception. Now we get the greediness. And it, this is Brad Sham, who, uh, and, and I don't blame him. I think we were all feeling the same way watching this football game. 13-20. Yeah. yeah, but I need more points. You are a greedy son of a gun. I am. <laughs> and I really need another touchdown. 24-6. to six. Is it a want or a need, Brad? Right now it's a want. <laughs> We're about three minutes away from a need. I've seen Tom Brady play. Yeah, yeah man, uh, I wasn't overly comfortable. Uh, I Nobody would say- was. Nobody was. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. You mean like? Well, especially every time Maher is miss, missing an extra point, I'm going. This is this is all the little you, thing that that Brady is going to need. Crushing them, and it's 24 to nothing. You know, it just felt like, please don't let this thing go the other way. And then, like I say, they get the onside kick and they launch that pass down the yeah. sidelines there, and you're like going, oh, my gosh. You know, you're yeah. thinking, this game is going to finish a lot closer than it really should be. But the Cowboys, uh, they absolutely prevailed. They prevailed in dominant, dominant fashion. Kelvin Joseph was, I think, running into his own players, and Brad was, well, he wasn't having it. Turpin, the Pro Bowl punt returner, is waiting Settles under this at the 21. A little room to run. Starts right, comes left. Bumps into Kelvin Joseph and is stopped at around the 29. Kelvin Joseph, get out of the way. 
<laughs> at least get out of the way. Can you do that? Oh, jeez. Gosh, Just Brad. Yeah. Brad having enough. <laughs> what the That was hell? very early in the game. I was still driving and, you know, trying to decide how many patties to put on my Whataburger cheeseburger when I heard that. And I'm like, okay. Brad is uh, oh. he's in playoff form as well. I thought you were saying you were taking a bite of your sandwich. Did the thing even make it home? No, did not. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I, because I'm like, why would I go home and then try and eat? My girls are going to steal my fries. They're going to want to bite. Like, no, we're not having that. I had the the game on the phone. I get the drive through order, and when it's four patties, it's heavy enough to where the drive through guy actually has to sling that bag over his shoulder <laughs> and walk that bad boy out to you. He can't just one arm that thing through the window. Which I, credit to him, he did it. And then I just peeled off into a parking spot and crushed. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm proud of you. It was the best like two and a half minutes I've had in a while. You have always been a, a really? meat guy. When it comes I'm to like, meat triple, guy, even a quad I eat it fast. I don't know that I took guy. a breath throughout the whole thing, but those jalapenos backfired in a way that we all knew they would. We had uh, kicking issues. This was uh, a, a text message that Brad got during the game from an opposing announcer. And he just wanted to know, like, can Babel Offenberg possibly kick? I wonder if I should read this text to you on the air. Uh-oh, am I in trouble? Or? No. I, I don't want, I yeah, mean. read it to me. It's from Merrill Reese. Oh. oh. Merrill Reese. Merrill yeah. Reese, the longtime voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he just texted me and he said, see you in two weeks. Can babe <laughs> kick? <laughs> Maybe the bucket, but that's about, yeah, that's about it. Merrill Don't Reese. need him. Maher's back. So he's already got us beating San Francisco. He, Merrill does. He does, okay. yes. Okay. I like that, Merrill. There you go, Merrill. I'll yeah. never forget the 20-minute uh, <laughs> makeout sesh between Broadus and Merrill uh, in the Brad Sham radio. You know what? You never know when you might Christmas see somebody Eve. again. <laughs> they were just loving he's each other, He's to that age. Man. He's to that age. You never know when you're going to see somebody again. You guys again. were just loving each <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah. huh? it, was, it was awesome. It was like, no, you taught me more football. No, you taught me more football. It was it was great. Don't worry about Broadus it, Greg. We'll, we'll, Greg, we'll include you next time in the conversation. <laughs> I do like that though. Merrill already has the Cowboys going to Philadelphia for NFC Championship football. That is absolutely beautiful. Okay, uh, let's see. We got Brad. Oh, Brad had to put himself in timeout last night. Prescott in the gun, back sets, stands, stands, heaves it. One for one for Hilton on the right side, incomplete. Davis was running right with him. Down at the 35-yard line of the Niners. And now they have to punt it away. And the, uh, did I say Niners? I did. So you're allowed to say it, but I'm not. <laughs> I did. So you're, no. you're on this. No, I'm, a, hey, I'm like in timeout. Help? I'm in timeout. I love that. Put yourself in timeout, Brad. All right, let's uh, get the reaction from Brett Maher missing his fourth extra point. Here's Brad and Babe. They tee it up, and here is how it sounded. Uh, and keep your fingers crossed here, Brad. I'm just telling you, <laughs> poor Brett. Brett Maher has been standing out there. It is 24 to nothing right now. Come on, Brett. Come on, Brett. You can do it. Here's the snap. It's good. The extra point kick is up. It kicked off the right upright and went out. My goodness. Now, this snap was low. It, it bounced, was a little, on, it was bounced down. on the ground. Yeah. But you, you can't miss a fourth. Bounced on the ground. Anger got it. Back down in front of Maher. That, that's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. And, uh, well, otherwise, a dominant performance. That was the one. Yeah. Where we're hey. thinking, what can you do? But 
Get Another a great addition to two guys, one booth. Yeah. And hell yes, 31 to 14. We kicked the Bucks' ass. Huge, yeah, they did. Thank you guys so much. Wolchuk and Chiafala. Usually we do it 6 o'clock after the game, but Christy Scales has a full report coming up on everything she saw on the sidelines and where the Cowboys go from here with kicker and other things. And she is available coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, so we booked that there. Now, when we come back, it's time for the Mike McCarthy press conference. We'll hear from Coach as they come off the dub and get ready for the Niners next in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. And coming up here in just a second, you're going to get the Mike McCarthy press conference, a victorious Big Mike coming off of his first victory as Cowboys head coach in the postseason. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Aaron Rodgers news. You know, he's got a couple of different decisions on his plate right now. Does he want to continue playing? And does he want it to be with the Packers? He says, I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Is that Green Bay or somewhere else? I'm not sure. But uh, he said uh, it's got to be that both sides actually want to work together moving forward. And there are more conversations uh, to be had. That'd be awful nice if he could take a job in the AFC, Brian. Do you think the Packers are done with this whole deal? Man, I have not talked to anybody in Green Bay in a while about this. So probably need to circle back. I was going to kind of let the dust settle. You know, that, that was, a, that was a, one of those when this was all going on. I know last year we were talking about it, and it was the vibe I was getting from those folks up there was like, there's nothing we can ever do to make this guy happy. You know, every time that we try and make him happy, something, you know, goes wrong or it takes it the wrong way, he doesn't like this, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, Brian Gutekunst up there is, the, the thing about it is, their whole, their, their whole backup quarterback plan just has not doesn't have any legs. Yeah, it's not and like that, Favre. And that's where, like, Ted Thompson back in the day, Teddy with Favre and Rodgers, he was able to say, okay, I no longer want you, Brett Favre, as a, as a quarterback. Let's go to Mike McCarthy. Hi, David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Before we get to the significance of the win and the San Francisco game, what 
were you doing in the locker room last night? What, what was I doing? Yeah. Just doing what I always do, celebrate a victory. That's how you celebrate? Well, yeah. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it, David. <laughs> It was just a teaser, so that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was kind of stuck in between a break dance and the, and the gritty, so I guess I <laughs> There weren't so many damn cameras in there, I could have, you know, I need a little more room, so. Nothing holding you back now? I'm on to San Francisco. <laughs> you talk a little bit about the, um, just the, uh, the significance of the win yesterday, and, and, and some, as you're building something as you're doing here, do some wins play more of a role because of, of what has gone before? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like playoff wins. Uh, there's so much more that comes out of it. I mean, just obviously to win to advance and, and to be here game planning for the divisional round, uh, that's part of it. But, you know, just the experience, um, you know, that, that you gain in those types of games, you know, the intensity, um, yeah, there's so much that comes out of winning in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, so before we start the hologram, uh, can you just give us a quick injury update? What do you know about Curse and his situation? Yeah, uh, uh, J.K. is you know he you know he has has the knee injury. Uh, you know we won't do a whole lot t tomorrow just because of you know coming off the Monday night game. So we'll be in a walk walk through phase. He may be able to participate in that. Um, so that, that's the early projection. Um, uh, Jason Peters, I don't see him practicing um, tomorrow, and um, is 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 I think I think is going to be fine. He'll practice. Those are the three injuries coming out of the game. Is going to be fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Todd Archer with ESPN. How quickly did you look at last year's playoff game against that, or is is that even something you look at? Uh, I actually watched. You know, I watched last year's playoff game actually over the weekend, um, but. You know, I, I primarily uh, just you know start watching the Seattle game and uh, just going back through the you know the, the breakdown games, you know Vegas and so forth. So yeah, I, I think we have the information we needed from last year. With what Purdy's been able to do, how remarkable is a you know last pick of the draft to be able to do what he's been able to? Yeah, do? Yeah, I think it's you know great great example of it. You know, it's not where you start. You know, it's it's uh, you know where you finish in this, and he's off to a great start. Super productive. Uh, Love his love his instinct. Like the way he plays the game. So um, he's you know he's added it's a you know a lot of playmaking to the quarterback position for him. Did you guys meet with him at the combine? Did, Did not. No. Were you gonna be criticized for that or? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know if you got, if he was on the. I personally play. did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure our coaches did. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Michelle, the athletic. Uh, where are you at with the uh, kicking situation? Do you guys plan on bringing anybody else in or? Are you Oh, no, we, I mean, you know, as, as far as today, I, I don't have any report on that. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, just to make sure, you know, we got a, we got a good plan with Brett moving forward. Uh, just make sure he's ready. He was up here uh, earlier in the day meeting with with uh, John and um, and Stu. So, yeah, but we, we're going to forge ahead, and um, so that, that's as as of right now, that's the plan. Calvin Watkins, Dallas One is. Were you aware that you guys are down to your last K ball? No, I wasn't. It's great to walk in here and, and learn something finally. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's. I did not know that. So, no one told me, which is very irritating right now, because I'm, you know, I like to know what's going on with them K balls. 
when you look back on what happened to Brett, was it just a bad night at the office or something uh, else? I mean, it's just like anything. There's, there, you know, there's always more to the story, and I think it's just like anything. You have to look at the facts and stay on top of it. But at the end of the day, we all have a job to do. He knows he has to put the ball through the uprights, and, and you know, he's been – Super productive and consistent for us, and you know, it's, you know, just like anything, you know, we work, we all work with each other every day, and you know, and, and that's and that's what I believe in, and I believe in him, and, and you know, his path, and you know, I just think like anything, I, I think so much in this in this business, especially this game, um, you know, you learn more from your, you know, experiences where it doesn't go the way you like, uh, as opposed to the success of it. So, um, just look at our whole football team. You know, we we came out of Washington and. You know, got punched in the jaw, and uh, I think we clearly responded. And you know, I think he definitely has that in him. Spider Dixon with the AP. You backed him out to the game. You're backing him now, but on fourth and four, you picked going for it over a 36-yard field goal. Was that just situational, or was that a little bit what was going oh, on? Oh, I apologize. I thought it was fourth and three, so it was, it was in it was in our realm. So no, was, no, we had a good play call. Obviously, we converted it. So um, no, it's we were just playing the game to you know be aggressive in that spot. Mike Dory upsetting out his sports. I believe Xavier Rhodes had 24 snaps last night. How did you feel if he played, and how did you feel about your secondary rotation? I mean, I you know, obviously feel very good about everybody, but I, I really don't have grades or specifics for you. We, like I said, we literally, you know, as soon as we got on the buses, the you know the iPads were open, and, and we were on to the 49ers. I mean, I think it's all understood uh, coming out of a Monday night game. So you know, as coaches, you know, the coaches worked. Uh, Sunday and Monday, you know, on the 49ers because that, that was the one team we had the least amount of information. So uh, then, obviously, you know, once we won, you know won the game and um, you know everybody went, it was important for us to turn the page. Hi, Mike. Last week, uh, Mike has said that playoffs are time where legends are made. Uh, you define your story. What do you think of what he was able to do last night? I mean, I, I thought he played uh, with incredible intensity. I mean, he was. You know, uh, I mean, it's constant pressure. You know, particularly when he had the one-on-ones. So, you know, I, th I thought he played a real high level. I mean, you, you felt him all day, all excuse me, all night. So, I thought he played well. Mike, uh, John Javon, WFAA. Uh, with it being San Francisco, and just how last year's game ended, uh, does that add any extra juice or motivation for your guys? Do you think they're a little bit more amped up because of that. Well, I, I think we're all excited about it, no, no question. I think, you know, when the season ends the way it did, and, and you know, I think that's natural. I mean, that's, that's all part of the competitive spirit in our game. Um, but I, I think just like anything, I mean, where we want to go, the, the, these are the games you have to win, and uh, these are the teams you have to beat. And, um, and that's, you know, that's really what we're focused on. I think, you know, as, as we go through the – you know, the process, you know, I mean, literally just left the, the run game meeting to come here. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you know we, we all, we're all going through the cut-ups and, you know, and that game will be part of the cut-ups. So, yeah, that, that, that'll resonate with our guys. But, um, and I think that's all natural. Mike, Kevin Gray, 105 through the fan. The quarterback-coach relationship is always unique. Can you speak to your relationship with Dak and what did you see from him during the week of preparation that allowed him to go out and perform the way he did? You know, Dak is, is super, super consistent. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's, uh, I think it's a, you know, one of his, you know, best traits, clearly. Um, you know, when he comes to work every day, uh, you know, he, you know, he's here early, leaves late, you know, does a lot of the extra, 
you know, um, after, you know, after hours. So, uh, you know, to, to be honest with you, I, it isn't like he stayed an hour later, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's super consistent. Um, you know, when we get into the practice environment, things aren't, aren't right. He wants to do it again. So, I mean, that, that, that's all normal, but, you know, as a whole, I, I would say our football team was, um, was, I want to say engaged. Um, we, we just had a lot cleaner practice and that's, and that's normal in playoff playoffs week. Uh, but, you know, as far as him personally, uh, you know, he's, he, his preparation is usually top notch. Grant Star Telegram. Can, you know, Jerry talked about his game being like an impetus for something. Can, can, can you, Jerry just talked okay. about how this can be an impetus and your, your game more just about a win, the confidence and everything else. Do you, do you buy into that, that this could be more than just what it was just because of the confidence you get by getting this win? Well, I mean, confidence is such a huge part of our game, and it's you know you definitely have to have it to be successful. So, uh, but you know, it is one win. It guarantees us four more quarters uh, to advance, and that, that's uh, I think our perspective on on how we approach each and every game has has been pretty damn good. And, and um, you know, the regular season's over. I mean, that's and that's why when you walk through that door into the postseason, uh, you know, the intensity and the focus definitely is heightened. So, yeah, I, I think that. Clearly, the, the confidence that we had going into the game, you know, we, we felt really good about the plan, our matchups, and everything going down there, and, and we converted it. So, um, you know, mission accomplished. You know, now, now this, is a diff, this is a different mission. Uh, you know, obviously, every game's different. And, you know, but yeah, definitely, we got a lot of confidence coming out of this last game. Uh, you lost Peters in that game. I don't know if you'll have him Sunday, yeah. but once again, you got to juggle the line. Mm -hmm. How do you guys have been able to do that this season? Well, I mean, we 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 have a lot of experience at him. I mean, it's frankly, it's been it's been like that all three years. I think you know when you you look back and you know we've talked about this in here a number a number of times. You know, uh, you know why were we rotating the way we were, and and it was just frankly just paying attention to the the way the way it's you know the way it's gone. I mean, we we haven't been able to line up with the same five, and but you know I, I think our prep for that has positioned us well for for these these circumstances. So. Um, I think it's just really paying attention to how things have gone in the last two years. Michael Galkin, Dallas Morning News. Did Tyron seem to have like another week under his belt there at right tackle in terms of increased comfort? Did you see that he was moving? Oh that yeah, way? without a doubt, you could feel it at the end of the week. You know, uh, I thought he had I thought he had his best practice on Saturday. You know, even going down through the fundamentals. You know, think think things were the fits were better, the footwork. So I mean, it's just like anything. You know, when you switch from the left side to the right side. It, there is an adjustment, uh, but I thought he clearly played his best game at right tackle. Yeah. Mike, I'll talk, you've talked a lot about handling success over the years. I know it's one game, but y'all aren't done with what you want. But how much do you talk to players about that today, and what's the message in terms of the balance? Don't have time for it really this week. I'm not concerned about it. I mean, this game's going to be on us so fast. I mean, we, you know, our whole preparation is really totally flipped. Last week it seemed like forever. It seemed like we hadn't played in two weeks, um, in which I really was thankful for in hindsight because it gave us an opportunity to watch all the five other preseason games and there was a lot to there was a lot to see in those games you know we've been talking about the you know the end of the game situations we we you know we have uh, committed a tremendous amount of time and energy into it and, and I think our players have done an exceptional job there so and then watch four of the five games that were played before us you know they came down to the last last series or last play and you know and then to really to see the intensity you know, I thought the intensity of the playoff games jumped up. It jumped out on TV to me, so that, I mean, that was a great reminder. And um, so, and I, and I thought our players, you know, were 
in tune with that, and you know, because we had, I thought we had great intensity throughout the game uh, last night. So, um, but this this is different. I mean, we're we're on a six day. You know, it's the most everybody was here today getting their workout in, and you know, going through the training room and doing the extra self care things that are needed. And you know, we'll be back at it tomorrow. We asked you about the Cowboys Niners playoff rivalry last year. You're pretty well in touch with that history. Now you go out there, a different stadium than those '90s championship games, but what kind of feel will you get on the rivalry part of this when you go out there and play? Well, I, I think, I mean, anybody that was around in the 90s, I, you know, I, and, and I, I always remember a story. I, I thought it was interesting, too. You know, I didn't know any better, but, you know, Marty Schottenheimer uh, addressed the football team uh, one particular year, 93, 94. I don't remember exactly when, but he talked about the league, and he, he talked about, you know, how the, the, the league was, you know, uh, structured. He goes, you know, you got two teams in the – Dallas and San Francisco, they're clearly because of their rosters and, you know, they're, they're elite right now. And then there's another group of about 10 to 12 teams. And he goes, and we're in that group. He goes, and, and they talked about there was another group below that that was, you know, going up or down. And then there's a group of, you know, three or four teams that were going to be, the, that's who they were. So, um, and, you know, and that, that's, that's how it was. I mean, you, you knew that, you know, the winner of that that playoff game, whether it was in the championship game or the divisional game, was was the team that was coming out of the NFC. So yeah, I mean, I think we are all in tune with with those teams. And, you know, those those '90s teams were were great teams for both San Francisco and Dallas. Um, Mike, this is four straight weeks where your team is having to travel. You study the science behind anything. Do you do anything different this week to keep the same schedule, or how yeah. you go about it? Well, I mean, you know, the, the benefit for us, really, if you, you look at our regular season schedule, I don't know if there's a, a schedule that we haven't worked on. You know, we've been on eight-day weeks, six-day weeks, seven-day weeks, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, so Saturday afternoon football. So, I mean, it's – so I, I think all those experiences have served us well. Rest and recovery is built into every single week that we line up and play. I mean, I, I think our – strength staff and our training staff, I think they're exceptional as far as, you know, having their fingers on the pulse of where guys are, where their bodies are at. Um, so that's something that I take a lot of pride in, spend a lot of time on as, as far as making sure they're getting ready to go. So that's, you know, that's, that's part of your training environment. It's part of your, your planning. And, um, you know, we'll have a good plan for our guys to make sure they're ready to go in San Francisco. On football with Leighton, what kind of impact did he make on his return last night? What did you think? You know, you sound like my father. You ask questions you already know the answers to. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I thought he played great. It was great having him back. Uh, you know, I mean, we have nine, ten tackles. So, you know, got his hands on a number of balls. Yeah, I, I thought he played exceptionally well. When Nico's drafted Tyler Smith, the vision was for him, he said, to be a left-side player. And his ability to start at left guard, slide out to left tackle, seemed very seamless. What do you think was elemental in terms of getting to this point, and what do you think of how he handled it? Well, I think number one, I think what he's done is remarkable. I mean, I, I go back through the years. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a rookie. I mean, the only rookie that I recall, you know, is Will Shields. You know, he started in 1993. He played at Tampa. I think he got in in the second quarter, third quarter, you know, as a rookie, and then started the rest of the year. You know, and then I think he started the next 16 years in a row after that. But uh, you know, that's the only young lineman that I recall that that played right away and and it played at a very high level. So and I think what makes Tyler is even more special, he's done that at two positions. And um so um just 
love what he brings to the table. Uh, super consistent. Another young man that has you know high work ethic. You know he's up every morning, 7 a.m. in Jeff Blasco's office. So I mean, just once again, he's he's off to a really good start. Uh, he's built a heck of a foundation to build off of, and I think he's I think he's had a, a tremendous rookie season. You've mentioned how part of your job is to support your staff too and to help them grow as coaches. Uh, with the Broncos scheduling an interview with Dan this week, how do you balance that with such a short preparation week? And do you expect him to be in the building with y'all until you leave to San Francisco? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think just like, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics of anybody's uh, other opportunities, but, you know, the, the good thing for us is, you know, we have some experience with both Dan and Kellen going through it last year. So, um, and, you know, Dan's the ultimate professional and, and he will not jeopardize anything, you know, to do with the preparation of this game. Uh, I think that goes without being said. Um, so, you know, but yeah, we'll, we'll handle all these things the right way. You spent the year as a play call in San Francisco. What do you remember? You know, it was a tough year. Yeah, I think you had Alex Smith, quarterback. What do you remember most about that? Five quarterbacks, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember most about that time there? Injuries and quarterback rotation. Uh, no, it was, uh, I tell you what, great organization. Uh, <clears throat> enjoyed it. I think the York family are top notch. Um, I, just like I said, it was a short time that I was there. Um, I may have been the only guy that ever worked there and never made it to downtown San Francisco because I never met, I never left Santa Clara. Uh, but yeah, just, just a cool place. Uh, I think it's remarkable. Um, I was blown away the first time I went to the new stadium. I, I couldn't believe that it, they fit it where they fit it. I didn't think there was enough room. Uh, but just, you know, just a, a great great atmosphere and, you know, looking forward to going back. Mike, it's obviously hard to win in the playoffs. But for those who are on the outside looking in, what's the most difficult part about leading a team through these stages as you try to win a championship? Most difficult part? I think the biggest thing, I don't know if it's the most difficult, but I think just the biggest thing is just staying true to who you are. I mean, just you got to play your game. Um, this, this is not a time to, to change. I think this is an a, in a jump adjustment and emphasize uh, mindset. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be comfortable uh, that these games are going to come down to, you know, one or two big plays. And you can't win in this league without big plays. You just look at this wild card weekend. I mean, gosh, the games that were won and, the big plays in the game, just sitting there watching Baltimore and Cincinnati. You know, you got one play that was a 14-play swing, and um, so it's that's playoff football. But uh, I think not only it's not the challenge; it's 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 just the, the mindset that you, you got to embrace that, and that's that that's the beauty of, of of winning playoff games is that's the kind of game you're going to play in. That's the Mike McCarthy press conference for a victorious Cowboys team on 105.3, the fan home of the Cowboys. Nothing new to report on the kicker. They said they want to make sure they have a good plan moving forward with Brett for now. Brian, have you heard anything behind the scenes? Uh, Yes, I asked a gang of seven. There was nothing on the waiver wire that if the Cowboys, if they worked out somebody, they would have to put them on the waiver wire. You know, maybe they, they worked out late, got to the waiver wire late, but nothing today as far as a workout. We'll monitor that all week for you. Okay, Jerry with Sean and RJ. Was Dak saving something for the postseason? We'll talk about that coming up at 5 o'clock. But Woolchuck's top 10 is coming up next. We're going to snuggle that in for you here in the G-Bag Nation. Welcome back, Nation. It is an abbreviated segment. we got to get it in here on a Cowboys Glorious Tuesday. Here's Wolchuk with his top 10 at 440. Thank you very much. Let's party. It's National Mentor Day. Who's a mentor of yours? 877-881-1053. I've got the top 10 movie mentors. Yes, that is the case. Now, 
coming into this business. I grew up uh, idolizing Pat Summerall, the great Brad Sham, and uh, getting into work in this building. How about the General Gavin Dawson? Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, uh, John Lund, who used to work at ESPN Dallas, I worked with him at the Fan in Portland. He hired me here. Okay, he hired he? you. Yeah, yeah he, he was hired. cool. Was that a bitter, uh, oh, he hired me? No, he, that, was, no, he no, liked John, it. John, he also he, fired you. No, no, he gave me my start okay, in radio. Good, good, good. He gave me his uh, start. I worked on Colin Cowherd's show. He only talked to me like four times. Was made cool? Made eye contact to two of them. Um, he wasn't the coolest guy, but I took a lot of notes okay. of just watching him, you know? That's pretty cool. Well, he does a good job. I mean, he's yeah. had a long, long career. Yeah, he's a professional broadcaster. So yeah. let's uh, dive into the list here. At number 10, we've got uh, Aslan and the uh, Pevensey children from the Chronicles of Narnia. Ooh, okay. Good mentor. Yeah, that's strong. Absolutely. Uh, number nine, we got Mary Poppins and Michael and Jane Banks. Hmm. Oh. Who doesn't love Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins was the best. I mean, great role spoonful model. Spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Or Dick Van Dyke. I'd love that for a nanny. Absolutely. Mary Poppins, I she's a great mentor. Number Is she a nanny or a mentor? What, what she's a nanny, right? Yeah, but she's a mentor. Nannies like, can be mentors it, too, brother. Yeah. What? Teachers or mentors. I think we're kind of bending the rules. I don't so, think so. I don't know. Oh, come on. Kind of don't you like got this weird list definitions for things. <laughs> I don't like this list. I don't like this list. <laughs> Number already. eight is Sean McGuire and uh, Will Hunting and Goodwill Hunting. Oh, and if you man. haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, you need to see Goodwill Hunting. Broadus, you haven't seen Greatest. that? Parts. Dude. Parts. How do you like them apples? Yeah, Come on. Parts of it. I got to see about a girl. Is that I'll Robin Williams? Later. Yeah, that is Robin Williams. Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. Number seven, we got Coach Herman Boone and, ben Affleck. and the football team at Remember the Titans. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good mentor. Yeah, absolutely it is. Brought, brought those kids together. Just worry about your Taught defense. them some life lessons. Number six, how about Gandalf the Grey? That's some Ooh. make-believe BS. Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah, of the Rings. Number five, we got Professor John Keating and uh, his students in Dead Poets Society. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that one. Oh, Captain, my captain. Is that also, <laughs> also Robin Williams? Robin Williams. How about Chubbs and Happy Gilmore? Yeah, there you Epic. go. Ooh, yeah. that That's what I know. Don't you want to go home? That is a good one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Number four, we've got uh, Professor Charles Xavier in the X-Men series. Oh, yeah. That's yes. a good one right there. And he's very bald. and I, He just looks as student. And Jean-Luc if Picard. If, if you're known as Professor, yes. you got to be a mentor. X. Number three, we've got Mr. Miyagi and the Karate oh, Kid. Wax on, oh, wax off, wax off. Karate Kid. How is that not number one? Yeah, hey, I know. I'm surprised. Number two, we got Professor Dumbledore and Harry Potter and the Harry Potter series. I like that, Broadus. He's absolutely a fantastic mentor. And you kind of look like him a little bit. Who? You. Broadus giving some Dumbledore vibes? He's giving, if you grew out a nice, long, white beard, you'd be giving yeah, me some Dumbledore with that. vibes. But number one, the greatest movie mentor, Yoda. Oh, and Luke Skywalker. Shoot. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Mr. Miyagi number one, and I misspoke. I'd That's like terrific. to apologize. For we got that. some love for uh, Morgan Freeman, Herb, uh, Herb Brooks, and Team USA in 1980. Absolutely, the Water Boy's mother. How about that? Jordan Belfort and the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the Hustler, Paul Newman, best yes, mentor. Taught absolutely. you how to. I was kind of thinking of Ty Webb from Caddyshack. I like that. I'd put out uh, Gordon Bombay, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, all Morgan, good, no, all good nominees. Morgan there. Freeman and Bruce Almighty. I like that. Mm. 
He was teaching him how to be God? Yeah. yeah that's good or one. teaching him that he can't be. Jennifer Aniston's jubbly is nice and big in that film. Yeah. All righty. It is a crow-eating, glorious Cowboys Tuesday. <laughs> I've eaten multiple portions oh, already. Fun. We might have to get some more in. But when we come back, Jerry Jones was on with Sean and RJ this morning. Was Dak saving his legs for the postseason? What other kind of goods was uh, Jerry sprinkling around that interview? We'll take a listen coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 